What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to episode 11 of season two of Hit the Books. Yet another week here with the boys podcasting, giving out our takes on all things sports. Last week being week eight, I have our stats pulled up. Ace leading the board this week, going eight and seven, just up over three units. Mackie behind him, six, six, and one, up almost a unit and a half, followed by myself at two and three, minus 1.2 units, and Huff, four and five, minus 1.2s seven units in the NFL here week eight lots to look forward to not a terrible week but I need to do better myself and I'm ready for this week I'm not sure about my co-hosts but let's jump in and introduce them first up with Huff Huff just getting back from a vacation going to be joining us a little bit later so Ace the Bruins beating down on the pens in overtime the other night what else you got for me buddy yeah I love to see that um surprised you even dropped that as a user yourself but uh, I remember Huff was texting me during the game. He was hyped. He was like, three to two, four to two, five to two. And then I said, oh, look who won the game, though. It's the Boston Bruins, who I said from the start are very good. And they are showing it early and often. But, um, yeah, great week. Uh, obviously, not as perfect as I wanted it to be. Uh, probably the best of the year for myself. But I, I expect a lot more, especially at Derek Carr's Raiders. They really uh, didn't show up this weekend. I was very surprised by that. Made that a two-unit play. And then... Uh, didn't do too hot in the prime time on Monday night. Also, another weird game with the Bills uh, not even covering the spread, actually, even though I didn't bet that. But it turned that out was, to be a pretty Sunday. wacky game. That was Sunday night. Yeah, that's, that's Monday what I mean. Brown. Monday was Browns. Yeah, Halloween game. Yeah, tough tough day to remember there, Halloween, right? But uh, that, that, that was a good one. We all saw Nick Chubb was going to eat, and I think some of the other boys hit on it. But yeah, like I said, great week. Uh, definitely want to keep building on it. I feel like the last, the second half of the season so far, so weeks five, three, I've been been pretty hot. So I want to keep that rolling. Ready here this week. A lot of bye weeks, so a lot of interesting click, picks here. A lot of plays. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Good stuff, Ace. Yeah, happy to see a good week here out of you. But like you said, let's let's pick it up. We all need to pick it up. Mackie, you're up next, buddy. You got a push here this week. Six, six, and one. Nice to see you here, buddy. What do you got for me? Yeah, I finally had um, another positive week this week, uh, getting back on track. Monday Night Football was I, – I, uh, I think I broke even on it, but that over just – that was a pretty br- brutal beat on that over. It was a push. So, uh, you know, you'll take a push nine out of ten times, but uh, I was on the – I feel like I was on the right side of that one. But, um, yeah, just jumping into this week. Yes, sir. Lots of good stuff from the boys. Week 9 here in the NFL is ready to roll. Lots of trends to get us going. We'll jump into the NFL here shortly. We got some other things to cover. The World Series is in full swing. Phillies and Astros. Mackie, you want to start us off with some World Series talk? How about them Phillies, right? Yeah, this Phillies team is just playing out of their minds right now. I mean, even that fan base, I mean... They're six and zero in the playoffs this this year uh, at home, and it's their fan base is actually like making an impact on these games. I mean, they're out of control. They're definitely the most passionate fans in the game right now, and that team is just playing out of their mind. Bryce Harper playing the best baseball he's ever been playing, doing it at the perfect time. I mean, I just don't see any weaknesses in this team right now. And in baseball, you know, when you get hot, you get hot, and the bats are going. So, I I definitely think uh, the Phillies have have a better chance of winning this series now obviously up two to one but uh my my pick was the astros i think i'm gonna go to the phillies now yeah that's 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 not a bad take mackie i've been uh talking about these phillies and how they can get hot had a good 
second half of the season down the stretch and really keep it to their own, uh, led by the star in which you referred to in Bryce Harper. I mean, his, his storybook career just keeps building upon itself, so it almost seems evident that he's on his way to a World Series MVP. But I would tell you to pump the brakes a little bit on um, going all in up 2-1. to one, The odds not looking as great for your Phillies now. Um, they've looked good. We I, I talked about it early from the beginning of the rounds that that team had great odds. They had good odds coming in, so you should have jumped on early. But now with the I'd look back and see what you get for the Astros. Um, I mean that's a great team. You know they're not going to go to sleep. A lot of uh, a lot of experience on that roster. They've been there before, as we all know. Um, Christian Javier going tonight. He's a pretty good pitcher, so hopefully he can have a better uh, outing than Lance McCullers. A lot of people thought he was tipping his pitches, which kind of helped the uh, Phillies tee off. So they're going to need a strong performance out of him to, to quell that that hot team. But yeah, like I said, I've I've been on the Phillies. Um, still gonna still gonna ride with them here. I think they can close this out. Uh, I think they're due for one. Astros, this isn't as meaningful. But like I said, odds are tough. So I would I, I'd wait and see after tonight's game. I mean, I feel like Astros battle battle proven team will look to try and tie the series up. So I like the Phillies to win the series, but I'd look for your best lines and times to do that. Good stuff there, boys. Yeah, World Series here in full swing. Seems like the Phillies might be able to do it. I don't know. I'm excited to watch that game three getting delayed. Uh, another game here tonight as we're recording here Wednesday. Good stuff. All right, let's jump into some NHL. The NHL has been throwing me for a loop here this year. Uh, I believe you guys probably think the same. The betting has just been odd. Uh, the te- Just the rank the excuse me the standings are throwing me off as well like the jets and blackhawks above the avs and just some weird teams in some weird spots in my opinion what do you guys got for me yeah i'm surprised surprised to hear you say that that i know i know you guys have had a tough start with the nhl season i've actually been pretty hot there um obviously riding my hometown bruins have been carrying me the most of the way but i've been really hammering those good teams teams that you expect to win the carolina hurricanes They've been a bit of a wag in one of my preseason picks. I like the Rangers on most nights. Um, another thing I, I, I tell our fans to be wary of, hockey is a different sport. We, I know, I know Mackie definitely knows this one, right? You play two games in a row. You're playing on a back-to-back. I know that good team has a good line, but you got to watch there. You really have to look into your goalie matchups. Uh, as Mackie knows, he's one of the best goalies there in the ACC. Those are the most important um, positions in the game. It really controls the game. So. I know these high-flying offenses and special teams units have really taken over today's NHL, but you have to look into those goalie matchups and pick with the top teams to win. I know um, Hoff and Mack even talking about taking the Coyotes here and there. I mean, yeah, you get good odds and stuff like that, and sometimes they're in a good spot. But I tend to stay away from those lower teams and really lock in on teams like Tampa Bay, Carolina, Boston, New York, Colorado, Edmonton, those teams that like to win games. Because at the end of the year, when you come down to it, you're going to see those win totals and who's going to ha- who's going to be well above 500 those teams so i i'd, I'd expect uh the blackhawks to fizzle out a little bit before patrick king gets traded um winnipeg jets like you mentioned that's that's a crazy one i mean they have a good roster and they have one of the best american goaltenders in the nhl so i i actually am a fan of the jets i, I think they might be able to stick around in the west we know it isn't as strong as the east uh not as many contenders out there so yeah I, i'm excited for the rest of the season a lot of teams been playing well, like I said. I don't know what you got, Mackie, on the NHL. Yeah, I'm um, just gonna point out I took Yotes last night against the Panthers and it and it hit. But uh, I, I mean, I know what you're saying here with like taking the higher teams because when you do look at the totals at the end of the season, you know the best teams have like 
47 plus wins. So you are right in that aspect. But you know, you got these teams this year, and, and the Panthers are five four and one, dude. And like Leafs four four and two. Abs, Abs are four four and one. Like these teams, like you're betting on the best teams you're gonna lose, and the odds are not gonna be that high. So I feel like in the beginning of the season, when you can get te- what some of the, the 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 worst teams at lower odds, you can like. You can't really under, like you underestimate some teams like the Montreal Canadiens. You can get a plus two fifty on a da- on the daily. Who are what are they sitting there at? Five five and five. So I mean, you're better off taking them, where you can get them at plus, and than taking the fat the fat uh, favorites who, you know, you got to put two hundred dollars to win a hundred. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. The value is huge there. Like uh, one thing, I just you're on Aaron's side of caution because I do agree with you. Off my cards, I uh, I do sometimes take those dogs, but uh, I really look into the matchups. I'm a big fan of home teams. I'm a big fan of uh, goal and a half spreads on the right night with the right matchup and back to backs. Um, another wagon that I've been on, probably my favorite team in the West, uh, my favorite team in the East, the Bruins. We all know they've been hot, so that that one and a half's been covering a lot. But the Vegas Golden Knights, led by Jack Eichel, one of my favorite players in the league. They're they're they've been a wagon ever since they came into the league, and they're continuing that trend. Um, another thing I've been seeing a lot of the games out west been going over a lot of those weaker teams. You got the Ducks, the Kings, the Sharks. Um, a lot of those teams giving up a lot of goals. So, like I said, if Mackey's right, if you don't have that minus line on the money line. Don't be afraid to play that minus one and a half. In hockey, it's the best sport to take a line like that because we all know you get the empty net at the end of the game, and you have a pretty good chance of putting one in the back of the net, especially with the skill of these guys nowadays. And in an offensive league, people are looking to boost those stats for that next contract. So, yeah, I've been I've been making good money on it. Teams I'd advise though: Bruins, uh, Hurricanes, Rangers, Oilers, and uh, Knights, definitely. Uh, pens have been pretty good too lately your pens jesse they can do it when they want to man i'm telling you um bruins and oilers have both just been absolute wagons you haven't been on the knights knights train no i had i uh so i started dude jack heichel has been a fucking beast for them he's been yeah playing at he he is a difference maker he's the reason that they're nine and two right now he's happy um, though that's why yeah i'm yeah you're right honestly but um I was uh I was on him last night. I had Rangers Vegas in a parlay, and that was two big overtime winners. So I sweat that one out. But yeah, I've been on Vegas. So, um, I started off the year. Um, I I bet against him. I think the first game, and they they won like four nothing or something. I was like, all right, I gotta ride this team. But um, you're right. You're right about like checking goal, like checking the goalie matchups and everything. Goalies are a huge part of this game, and. You know, you got a backup in there that's, that's playing their third game of the season, and they not they might not be comfortable against playing against like Matthews and Marner, and you know, it becomes a huge factor when you're uh, when you're looking at lines like that. So, yeah, definitely been a hot start to the NHL season. I'm I'm still waiting for us to hit that hometown parlay. I think it was Mackey's Rangers that let us down the one time we took it, but we'll we'll against have it again. Against the Sharks, against the Sharks. Oh, yeah, in the, the Garden too. No, no, I think uh. I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough. But I bet you it might have been a whole lot. That's like we're saying, though. Really, I think that was prime example of what Mackie and I were touching on, though. Earlier in the year, the Rangers were on that back-to-back after they started hot up in uh, up north in Canada. I think they were playing against Winnipeg, maybe on their opening night, and they turned to Halak on a back-to-back road trip. I mean, we we advise everybody to stay away from that. We're not taking those are those are the money lines like that can fool you. You you don't want to get duped. 
Coming from a Ranger fan, do not bet on the Rangers when Halak is in net. We, he's actually yeah. 0-3. He hasn't won. Oh, yeah. That's why we got rid of him in Boston. Yeah, I don't know why we picked him up. Nah, career backup. He's just there. Just as a safety no, net. He's not even Igor. good enough to be a backup at this point. Yeah, he's kind of old, washed up. Igor's that guy, though. He's going to play, what, 70 games for you in the season? He doesn't like playing back-to-backs. He hasn't played a back-to-back. Actually, he just did, but he hasn't before that in, like, two years, three years. Off the top of your head, do you recall how many games he, like, percentage-wise at least, that he played last year in his Vesna campaign? Yeah. He had 30 wins, didn't he? He had 30. I think he was 34, 13, and 2. Yeah, so about 50. Yeah. Five it's, not, yeah. It's, it's not too bad. I'd expect him to play more, honestly, but I get that he's young and they're trying to limit him and keep him yeah. healthy, so that's a good play. Well. Yeah, definitely been a great start to the season. We got a great game between Mackey's Rangers and my Bruins tomorrow night. So definitely look out. We might be uh, getting a playoff for that one. That could be one of our NHL games of the year so far. Gonna be a, gonna be a hell of a game, especially in the Garden. So uh, you got that fiery Bruins team going. So uh, gives the Rangers a tiny bit of an advantage in that game. Line should be close. What do you think It'll of the line of set at? Minus one thirty. Both teams. Both teams are gonna be right. Riding their power plays, it's whoever can stay out of the box, probably. You think it's a low-scoring game or a high-scoring game? It's going to be low, but there's going to be goals on the power play. I could see like a 4-3 to three overtime game, though. That's not low, I know, but it's going to come late. Yeah. I, I'm going to say the first. It's going to play slow to start, at least. Yeah, it should be a good game. That is going to be a killer game. It's going to be a special team unit. I, I think two of the top power play units in the league, those two teams. Definitely. Probably the top two, other than... Colorado, as, as yeah, as in Edmonton. I don't know. They can compete. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch for sure. Maybe a playoff preview early on. The NHL's always got stuff going on. One of my favorites. Good stuff there. And with that, let's jump into a little NBA. You know, I'm not too too knowledgeable, but you know, Celtics. I think moving their or their coach moving on. Ace, what else you got for us, Mackie? He as well. Yeah, first off, I know you were alluding to the email Doka news. Huff was texting me about that a little bit. Um, he was released before the season, so that's old news. Not even released, really, but his position stripped. Was suspended. Yeah, suspended position stripped for did the you season. See, did you see what Marcus Smart said about it? Yeah, Marcus Smart didn't like that at all. Yeah, but like, I don't think he was. the team was expecting him to leave. I think they were just waiting for him to come back. Yeah, no, the boys loved him. He coached Team USA. He was he rallied them around. He's that's that's why they brought him in because he would be perfect for this group. And what then, was his suspension for again? Sexual allegations, I guess, is the best way to term it. Damn. Um, internal internal organization though. Yeah, it was a, it wasn't an NBA suspension. It was a Celtics suspension. Yeah, I think he was uh, hooking up with like some guys wife that was on the board and she worked for the team too something along those lines but um yeah funny thing is the missoula the coach who stepped up for him is actually a rhode island guy went to bishop hendrickson probably one of the top private schools in the state um and then he went to west virginia too so that's that's pretty crazy um not much coaching experience but i think with that roster and in today's nba the coach doesn't matter as much as lebron james has shown us but just to, to go over the nba a little bit um obviously the bucks and Giannis uh starting off hot uh they're leading the way in the East with Cleveland and Boston right behind Boston. We've been talking about, but Cleveland, all those offseason additions they made in Mobley and Allen, the pieces they already had there. Um, I think Donovan a lot of people Mitchell. saw a big year coming from. 
they started off hot, but I don't know if this will carry throughout, but they're definitely a playoff team down the stretch with that much talent. Um, the, the net definitely surprising there. We saw their coach get fired. Like you were saying, Ime Odoka going there. That's going to be crazy. I mean, um, all the situations going on around him. Now you have him with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons. I don't know if that's the best recipe, but he is a good coach, so maybe he can get it done. Um, out West, one of the big stories, obviously, LeBron James and Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, not really holding it down and doing much. Um, a lot of people worried about that. Also, defending champions not starting off too hot. I think they'll bounce back for sure, but the Lakers are a team I'm definitely worried about. I don't know what you got, Mackie. Yeah, that Cavs team is definitely um, surprising a lot of people. And uh, the one person you forgot to say was Donovan Mitchell on that team. So uh, he's the Light real up. face around. He's the real face around that uh, five and one record right there. So I said the spider. Had... Did you? Yeah, yeah. I didn't say Donovan Mitchell. I said led by the spider. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, teams team looks really good. They look like an actual playoff contending team. So, um, you know, you got the Sixers four and four, not looking too hot. But you know, Joel Embiid will pick things up, and they'll. They'll end up a top three seed in the Eastern Conference, in my opinion. Uh, Warriors three and five, Miami three and five, two teams that I think will end up top four seeds in their respective conferences. I mean, uh, teams—they're not going to panic. You, you got teams like Mavs are three and three as well. I think they'll be top four as well. I think Luka. Luka, did you have you seen uh, his his numbers this year? Just saw uh, he's like almost averaging a triple double. Um, probably New face probably. Yeah, already the front runner for MVP this year, so um, he'll lead them to a pretty high seed, in my opinion. I don't know, not not much to say about the NBA so early. Did you know yeah. the Lakers are going to be this bad? Uh, I didn't think they were going to be this bad. Did you? No, but dude, they didn't do anything. Who'd they bring in? They they, they don't they don't have any cap to do anything. They have to move Russell Westbrook, which everybody talks about, but never actually happens. Yeah, he needs weird. to go. His chemistry. But like you said, too. it's early in the season, so NBA. Even I know it's like a same length about as an NHL season, but NHL every game matters. The NBA they take games off. I mean, you can be what they have ten seeds get to the playoffs now, ten or eleven seeds. It's just um, soft, dude. It's so soft. Yeah, it's so, so they're, they're hard to even like watch. Yeah, the early season NBA, everybody just feeling themselves out, getting loose. Um, definitely some good matchups though. I know the Celtics and Sixers, whenever they match up, I want to throw that one on. Um, Jason Tatum still coming into his own takeover of the league. And then you got the Phoenix Suns out West. They've been a force for what the last three or four yet, four years now. So that's definitely, I think that Devin Booker deserves his, right? They're not, they're not, they're not going to get you, it. You don't like, the, you don't like I don't, Suns? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think their one chance was that it was that, uh, what was it? 2019? The bubble? No. Oh, no, 2021. It was – was it last year? What, two years ago when CP3 – Two years ago. The... Two years ago, yeah. Two, two years the ago, bar. I think there was their one chance. The league has only the gotten bar. better ever since. And I, don't, I, I just don't think they've done enough to add to that I roster agree. to make to make them a championship Consistently team. good, though. Consistently a good team. Yeah, consistently a problem. But they're, they're just they're – they don't have enough to put them over the edge. They can't beat – the Bucks, they can't beat the Warriors in a seven-game series, in my opinion. All right, early take of the year. Who do you got coming out of the East and West? Real quick, fire them off. Uh, I mean, it's too easy to say the Bucks right now, right? Yep, you can say that, though. Obviously, yeah, they're 6-0. I mean, Giannis looks better than ever. The team's not even that healthy right now, and they're still dominating everybody. But um, 
Go with the Bucks and then uh Dubs. Dubs going back to back. Yeah, they started off slow, like I said earlier, but I think they'll they'll pick it up. Uh I'll, East, pick, I'll, I'll say bias pick, but it's Dubs. Yeah, I'm a big Curry fan too. I just got his New Jersey, so I I can see your reasoning behind that. Um if not Mavs. Yeah, I don't think they win yet, but the East, I, I like I like the Celtics, obviously. You know, I was going to say that because they're biased. But that team, they were just in the finals last year, and they added to that roster. So I don't see how they have a problem. Obviously, you have the sleeper nets. I'm never going to sleep on them. I feel like everybody does. They started out slow like the, the dubs. I think they have a similar record. But there's so much talent. That's a team you don't want to see in the playoffs. So that's a sleeper pick. Um, I'm going Celtics, sleeper nets, and then out west. I I, I, I do like the Suns a bit, but I'm, I'm oh, that's a tough call. What if Damian Lillard finally gets a ring out there? I don't think so, but Come on. that'd be pretty cool. That's my boy too. But I'll go Suns. I'll go the Suns. I think they they do get over the hump. They're battle tested, and they're gonna get one eventually. I think in the next three to five years. I don't think the Nets have it in them, but uh, I see where you, I obviously see why you're picking them up too. All, obviously, all great value too. Honestly, game. if you're ever looking at futures. they always have great value with a lot of talent. They're always are they even like good value? I feel like they're always just boosted. Last year, well, I just I'm going off of last year. They came in as like a plan seed or like a seven seed or something. Their their odds aren't as good as like and got swept. The, yeah. Oh yeah. By the Celtics, who went to the finals though? I love the Celtics, dude. I love that team. Yeah, there. You know that Tatum and Brown are gonna get one. Is this the year? I mean, they added. Yeah. They don't even have Rob Williams back yet. He's one of the best I players think, on the team. I think last year was the year, honestly. See, dude, mm-hmm. Nets are plus eight fifty to win the championship right yeah. now. There's, they have the fifth best odds to win the championship. They're two and seven or whatever they are. Yeah, but that's that's. I mean, the Warriors are probably up there too with a low record. I'm saying last year to be like going into the playoffs though. A few weeks before, they were on the fringe of getting in. So watch that team down the stretch because if they do get in, which they probably will, um, you can get good value on a good team. I I just don't think they have it in them this year. I just don't think they're they have nothing really around them either. I mean, Ben Simmons, he still looks like shit. He still looks like he's playing with zero confidence. Um. I just don't think, dude. The game of basketball. You in twenty eighteen, LeBron James was so was single handedly able to bring them to the to the finals, the Cavs to the finals. You cannot do that in this day and age. I I really think the game has has developed that much in in the last four years, where you can't it, one player or two players having enough skill is not enough. It's more of a systematic game nowadays. Yeah, I'd agree for sure. Good stuff out of the NBA, boys. Love hearing your takes and such. Let's try to get some plays out here soon. Lots of good stuff. All right, let's jump into some college football. It's that time of the year. The first college football playoff rankings are out, so let's run through them. Let's start at number 10, LSU coming in at plus 25,000. At number 9, USC at plus 6,000. Number 8, Oregon at plus 4,000. 7, TCU at plus 8,000. Number 6, Alabama, plus 300. At number 5, Michigan at plus 1,600. And going into our top four, fourth, we have Clemson at plus 1,600. Georgia at plus 200. Ohio State at plus 200. And at number 1, Tennessee at plus 1,000. Mackie, what do you think about those college football playoff rankings? What were those odds? Those odds were to win the national championship. Correct. 
<laughs> the number one seeds plus a thousand. Um, yeah, um, Huff, Huff actually said something to me yesterday that made me think about it a lot. They put Tennessee at one because they think that Georgia is going to slaughter them this week so that they can drop Tennessee only down th- only three, though. So if they were at three, you'd be out of the top four. If you're one and you lose, you could be the fourth, which made a lot of sense to me. But I actually really like this Tennessee team. I, I think they're really good. I think they showed that against Bama, a healthy Bama team with Bryce, or, uh, Bryce Young. Um, I don't know how if he was 100%, but he looked pr- pretty 100%. They kind of tormented them in the, in the first half and let Bama get back into it. But essentially, I think the better team won that football game. And I think that they have a chance to beat Georgia this week as well. I know it's in Georgia, so it's a little different. They got they got the chance to play Alabama at home, so they had that crowd um, atmosphere in their favor. But I think they have a chance to beat Georgia as well this week, and I think this team could go undefeated and end up winning a national championship. This team's given me a lot of vibes that LSU did in 2019, and I think it's relatively the same thing. So I think plus 1,000 odds to win the national championship for this team is Incredible odds. Mackie, who'd you say you're going with? Tennessee. I like Tennessee too. One of my buddies is a big Tennessee guy. He's at the the, the field, the goalpost game where they took it out of the stadium. And, he was, uh, he was there? Talk- yeah, yeah. He was, he was talking him up this weekend too. Um, he was at my brother's wedding and he was uh, talking about how I need to come down to one of those big Tennessee SEC games. But I thought those jerseys they were repping lately for Halloween weekend, those blackouts were pretty sick. Um, definitely a good team, and they're an SEC-proven team. You know, they have big wins. They've beaten uh, beaten some of the top contenders, and they have the, Georgia's standing in the way. Though I'm big on Georgia. I mean, from the start, I thought they were going to go back to back. But like, so did I, to be honest. But it's they, tough to dude, call out a front runner, though. I don't want to be that guy, but I think like, Georgia doesn't look as good as I thought they were going to. They they still like I don't even think they're playing their best football though. Yeah, against like those shitty teams. Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not a big fan of their quarterback though. Obviously, college football isn't like the NFL. Where you need this, you're not you don't need the stud quarterback. I think he's older than than Joe Burrow, which is crazy to me. But uh, yeah, plus one thousand odds on Tennessee is great. I really do like that. They'll have to stick out the rest of the year, which is pretty tough. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm my money would be on Georgia for sure. I really don't see anybody beating them, but by odds, I do like your Tennessee pick. I'd stay away on Alabama for sure. Yeah, I don't. They're looking tough to even get into the playoff. What is their odds? Uh, plus three hundred. Yeah, you'd oh, think they'd be good. ridiculous. Yeah, but that's all. Like, I'd go Georgia. Um, I, I know that we've all been high on them all year, as the whole country has been too. But yeah, give me give me the Bulldogs at plus odds. That's still probably the best you're gonna see them at for a while. It's only gonna get worse, right? So, now if they lose this week, yeah, I don't think they are. All right, good stuff, boys. I got a little trend here out of the match in games that the over is fifty-eight, twenty-six, and three in matching games since 2017. So those games played on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, hitting the over most of the time. So pretty interesting trend there. I did not know that. 
All right, I think that is going to wrap up all our other talk. Let's jump into week nine of the NFL. We are ready, and the teams we got on bye weeks this week are the Browns, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Giants, the Steelers, and the 49ers. So Mackie is sadly unable to watch his Giants play, as well as Huff and I are unable to watch our Steelers get their job done. But with that, let's jump into this Thursday night football game. Before we jump into our games, I want to run through some quick trends that I got overall for this year and this week. Here's some quick stats looking back to the public's 2021-2022 record against the spread. They went 5-11 against the spread in week one. The worst week was week one. And the first winning week against the spread didn't come until week four, going 10-6 against the spread that week. And the best week overall was week 14 going 12 and 2 against the spread. Again, this is stats from last year. But some overall stuff for this year, our favorites are 9 and 5 in week 8 straight up in 6 and 7, 6 7 and 1 against the spread. Unders went 7 and 6 on Sunday despite it seeming like a high-scoring Sunday. Along with that, favorites are 72 47 and 1 straight up this year. Underdogs are 66 50 and 4. And that's going to wrap up my trends here in week nine. So let's jump into our Thursday night football game, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Houston Texans. A huge spread for the Eagles here at minus 14. Their money line sitting at seven, minus 770 and the total sitting at 45 and a half. The trends I got for this one are that Philadelphia is 7-0 for just the second time in franchise history and a double-digit road favorite for just the fourth time since 1980. And before you go out and before you run out and bet that minus 14 at Houston with this trend, knowing that Philly is 0-3 against the spread in those three other games, losing the last two outright. So not doing so hot when they're that double-digit favorite. Along with that, they are 6-1 against the spread in their last seven games played on a Thursday. And for the Texans, they're 3-10 against the spread in their last 13 games on a Thursday. And they've covered the past two times as a double-digit home dog. So lots of varying trends there. Let's jump over to the boys. Ace, you want to get us going on this one? Yeah, definitely uh, not as easy of a game as everybody is thinking. Um, the Texans, I've been high on them since the beginning of the season. One of those tough, nose, hard-nosed teams. They play they play football. Every game's tight with them, you know? Um, they have Damian Pierce, one of the top rookies in the league, uh, vying for Rookie of the Year with his rushing performance he's put on so far. Um, something to definitely monitor is the play of Davis Mills as of late, hitting a little bit of a sophomore slump, and Brandon Cook's holding out. I think uh, he really wanted to get traded. We saw him all over social media, uh, skipping practice, talking about being traded, never got actually moved. Uh, seen some reports of him actually uh, considering being released by the team, which would be nice if you hold them in fantasy or something like that, but not too great for the prospects of this game. I know they have some other young playmakers and Philip Dorsett there, but against an Eagles defense that is one of the best in the league, and they have so many pieces on that side of the ball. Uh, we've been talking about it all year with their offseason acquisitions and um, the trades, free agency signings, rookies. Like, I know Jordan Davis is hurt. I don't think he's playing tomorrow night, but uh, they still have so much on that team. And then on the offensive side of the ball, J Jalen Hurts is rolling. You have Miles Sanders and A.J. Brown. Um, I don't like 13 points at home, though. I, this screams trap game to me. 
I don't think that the Texans are the ones to end this undefeated streak, but I do think they could cover plus 13 in the prime time at home in a slower game than most people expect. Um, one of my favorite bets is going to be a prop one. You, know, you guys know I love those prop prime times. Um, Miles Sanders, I was reading some reports today about how the Texans play a lot of cover. Uh, what was it? They play a lot of cover three, I believe, cover two, and they they drop back all game. That's what they do. And Miles Sanders is going to be wide open in the flats. You know, Jalen Hurts will be checking it down there. He's a great playmaker. He needs one catch to break his prop. Sitting at plus 140 is Miles Sanders over 17 and a half receiving yards. That's something I'm going to look at. And then for touchdown props, I still like Jalen Hurts to get in in the prime time. And I do like A.J. Brown after his four touchdown performance. I don't really know who can cover him on the other side of the ball. He used to torch this team as a member of the Titans. And now he gets to do it again as a member of the Eagles with his boys. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be looking props here. And uh, I do like the Eagles to win, but I think that the Texans may be covering the spread here in a low-scoring game. Mackie, what do you got on this one? Yeah, I'm kind of with you in the say, on the uh, Texans here covering the spread. It's just too high of a spread for a home team on a primetime game. I, I definitely think it's more of a slower game. Um, I don't I, I don't think Houston is the first team to beat the, the Eagles this year. I think uh, Eagles definitely find a way to... Pull it out. I really don't think it's that close either. I think it's more of like a ten-point game, maybe a backdoor spread for uh for the Texans. But I don't think the Eagles are ever actually in danger of winning this game. Another play I would look at because I probably wouldn't play fourteen or Texans here. So another play I was looking at was like AJ Brown's over uh, receiving yards. It's only sitting at seventy. Like you said, I don't really know who's who's uh guarding him on the other side of the ball. So uh, that's probably one play that I would look at for this game. Pretty sh- pretty shitty uh, Thursday night game, in my opinion. I don't think it's going to be a very good game. Yeah, I, I agree. And there's so many weapons on that side of the ball for them. I think uh, you got Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, um, AJ Brown. We all saw last week what he did, you know. He's he, he's going off right now. And that defense is so good. I don't see how Davis Mills is going to put points on the board. The only way that the Eagles don't, don't end up covering the spread is they end up hurting themselves with turnovers and such. But like you said, that backdoor cover could come – Come back to haunt them, especially at home in the prime time, you know. So 13 points is a lot, like you said. I'm definitely uh, looking props as the Eagles stay undefeated this week. But uh, maybe an Eagles team total over might be something to look at or uh, an under for the for the Texans on their points. I like it. I think we're on the same side here. Yeah, see, I don't even want to mess around with that then. That scares Mackie right away. But I figured that coming out. Even my Phillies boys were nervous of it. So it could be a trap game. But I just don't think the Texans have enough to pull out a win. But to cover it, they definitely, any team in the NFL can do that at home in the prime time. Alrighty, and just as we're about to finish up our Thursday night game, we are joined by the one and only Tyler Huffnagel. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Back from vacation. What do you got for us Thursday night football? Yeah, you know, had to catch a first flight home to uh, make the recording a little bit late, but as always, on time for the NFL segment. Couldn't miss this. Tough week uh, after stringing together a couple, couple positive weeks for myself the past couple of weeks. Uh, going four and five last week, but. Uh, looking to get back in the green in week nine uh, a couple plays i'm liking so far but uh i know you guys said you were going over this thursday night game um 
Eagles, Texans. I see a 14-point spread here. I see a home underdog with 14 points. I'm definitely going to be leaning on the Texans here. Uh, it depends on what kind of Texans team comes out uh, and plays. We could have a Damian Pierce run for 100-something yards on the Eagles. The Eagles' defense is obviously legit. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be taking the Eagles. This is going to be one of my situations where I'm going to see where the money's going. I'm anticipating heavy money on the Eagles, but um, that's my two cents. I'm really liking the Texans in this spot on Thursday night, but um, I don't know what either of you guys said. You're taking a money line, Huff? No, didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, no, we both thought that 13 points was too much for uh, an Eagles an Eagles spread here. But, but like the, I was going to say the, the same thing. Like if the if they don't cover that game, they're going to lose by 28. Yeah, we were saying maybe a backdoor cover. I mean, we know how feisty those Texans are, but I don't. I don't think. I think Mackey was in agreement with me. We don't think the Houston Texans are the team that beats the only undefeated team in the NFL's streak. It's it's a weird spot though. Thursday night football, like it's a huge spread. Everyone has their eyes on the Eagles right now. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I really like the points. Yeah, I was I was saying that it, it's a big trap game. I mean, that's so many points, but it's I don't think they have enough on offense to get a win here. I know there's no Jordan Davis, like I alluded to earlier, but yeah, you guys heard my points on this game. I just I don't think that's enough enough offense really out of Houston to get the win against a, such a hot team. Mackie, have you looked at the percentage of money yet? 82 on the Eagles spread. Yeah, I'm cool with my pick. Yeah, cool. I didn't even look at that. That's sick. I was waiting for Jesse to say it. I was, I was trying to look on my way home because I definitely knew I liked that game. I saw that spread and I was like, yeah, I'll take the home dog. Which kills me. I keep... I keep betting against the Eagles, and like obviously last week I didn't take the Steelers, but I've just been finding plays in these Eagles games where I've been hitting betting against. It's weird at like te- the other team's team total or like Eagles team total. The one week was like set like at like twenty eight or twenty nine. Like obviously they're a high flying offense, but like I don't know. Some weeks they're going up against other defenses. Like I just feel like they're the public's team right now. Like obviously being seven and zero or eight and zero, whatever the hell they are, people are jumping on them every week. Yeah, Huff, lots of stuff leaning in your favor there with the Texans spread. So lots to look forward to there Thursday night football. Let's jump into some of these Sunday games. Sunday, 1 o'clock. First up, we got the Indianapolis Colts at the New England Patriots. Patriots are favorite here at minus 5.5. Their money line sitting at minus 255 and the over-under sitting at 39.5. No trends from me in this one. Ace, do you want to get us rolling your Patriots? What do you think they're going to do this week? Home against the Colts. I, I love this spot for the Patriots. I love this spot for Bill Bell checking that defense, really, what is the the driving engine of that whole team. Um, they've been playing great, especially at home. Bill Bell checked defensive mastermind. He has the rings to prove it. But uh, five and a half is a lot of points here. I mean, we're winning games off the right leg of Nick Folk. So I'd be looking at that one and a half bet. Um, I know that Huff finally carded one. I've been saying it, but this is definitely a spot with uh, Nick Folk, who's so consistent, and the Patriots are so consistently good at not getting in the end zone when they get close. Um, but with Mac Jones reclaiming his job and the two-headed snake of Ramondre and Damian Harris, I do think they get the win here this week to get that record above 500 and get back into the talks and a little bit more belief in the system. I don't think it's Mackie, uh, or not Mackie, Zappy season um, anymore. I think it's You're Mac Jones. About me? Yeah. Mac, Just Mac, in your Mac, head on and off the pod. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. own storage. I know Mac's a big zappy guy. That's why. 
<laughs> Billy's Bailey's app, Billy's app, Hoff's boy Billy. Billy's, uh, he's, yeah, he's going to be having a nice cap on the bench while Mac Jones gets a back-to-back wins. I think the Patriots get the job done against Sam Alger and gang. I mean, if you're coming off the bench to replace the old Matt Ryan, you can't do much, and especially against this defense playing lights out and with potential depoy in Matt Judon. I mean, what 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 else are you going to say? I mean, I don't see how this team can really put points up, especially without Jonathan Taylor, such a crucial injury, the new Peyton Hillis of the NFL. Um, yeah, so I like the Patriots here, but I, I, I'm not going to be taking the points. They might be in a money line type play. Um, definitely low scoring, and then Nick Folk to kick those field goals. Jacoby Myers of Ramondre to eat for the Pats on the O. I, I don't know about this game. I think this is a tricky game. I, I liked the Patriots last week. I think the Patriots looked a little better than they did in the beginning of the, of the season. But uh, Sam Ellinger looked pretty good, and he gained a little confidence going to, going into that game. And uh, the, I, I actually live bet Washington Moneyline Live, and I think I squeaked that one out by the skin of my teeth because I don't think they should have won that game. I think Sam Ellinger, as the game went on, got very comfortable and was making throws, elite throws that uh, – Matt Ryan wasn't able to make. So I think this team got in a, is probably a little better right now with Sam Mellinger. What's that? What's that, Ace? Oh, never mind. Um, I think this team's a little better with Sam Mellinger, so I think this could be a close game. I I think if you're going to take uh, Colts here, that you're going to take the money line. But, um, yeah, I think, they have, I think there's a little profit there. Yeah, one point before you go, Hoff. Uh, if you guys recall last year, too, the Patriots kind of owe the Colts a loss. I mean, we got kind of trounced by them early on. I know it was Carson Lentz, Wentz leading the way, and it was uh, oh, offensive player of the year, Jonathan Taylor, not my ankle hurts, Jonathan Taylor. But, um, yeah, the Patriots really all in one. I think that defense really wants to get a win. They, they, they played stout last year and almost pulled the rabbit out of the hat and came back from like a 24-point deficit. So on their home turf this week, I think they get it done against the Lucas Oil uh, Stadium Colts. Yeah, uh... I don't know, Mackie. I'll stem back to what you said real quick. I'm I'm leaning on the Colts here, but I'm going to take the points. I kind of like the uh, five and a half. Is a weird number. I'll t- I'm waiting to see if this could maybe go to six uh, with the Patriots on their home field. See where things are going to go. Uh, how this line moves later in the week. Obviously, we record on Wednesdays, so usually the lines that we talk today usually aren't the ones that we're betting on Sunday. Um, but I could get a six, six and a half point line here with the Colts. I kind of and then to stem into what A said. I don't necessarily love the Colts to win this game. I'll take the points. If it ha- if they win it, they win it. I miss out on an extra unit, but um, I do. I could see Belichick scheming this game and kind of like what he said, uh, just Ramondre Stevenson handling this game. And I think he's kind of taken over as your number one running back, in my opinion. Um, and he's definitely stepped up into that role. I uh, haven't stringing together a couple of really good games for the Patriots over the past couple of weeks. A uh, big win last week in a divisional game against the Jets, who looked like um, well, obviously, the real Zach Wilson kind of showed up in that game, throwing three interceptions, three pretty bad interceptions, if you ask me. Um, and I've been pretty high on that Jets team all year. Um, but it looks like they've come back to earth. And same with the other New York team, the Giants. But um, just to stem back to this game, I'm definitely going to lean on the Colts here. I don't know if I'll be carding it, but I like the Colts plus six. Yeah, what was I going to say there, Huff? Uh, Zach Wilson really looked like Sam Darnold there seeing ghosts on Halloween weekend. <laughs> Dude, the one where he just threw the ball, and who was the Patriots defender that was just standing there? He was like, "Did he actually just throw that to me?" Devin McCourty. Had, well, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. The one where he threw it out of bounds, he threw it to nobody, right to Devin yeah. McCourty. Yeah, right to Devin McCourty. That's who it was. Devin McCourty, get right game for him there. Two interceptions against the division rival, where we just little brother the Jets once again. All righty. 
Colts and Patriots. Going to be a good game, I think. Weird spread there, five and a half. But lots to look forward to. Next up, the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. Another big spread here. The Bills is the favorite at minus 12 and a half. The money line sitting at minus 620 in the total at 46 and a half. The trends I got for this one are that the Jets as a double-digit home... Jeez. The Jets are a double-digit home dog. Oh, my God. The Jets have been a double-digit home dog just four times since 1980. Three times last season all hit the over for the total. Next, the Jets have lost six straight games before a bye week. Then with a bye week next week. Tough one to say if they even put up a fight against the Bills. Who wants to start off with this one? Huff, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, like you said, a 12.5 point spread or 13, however you want to look at it, 12.5 on FanDuel. But um, yeah, lot, this Jets team, like I said, I think the real New York Jets have arrived. Uh, they did their fair share of, you know, winning people money early on in the season, but a uh, tough spot for them against a Bills team. I know the Jets are at home. Um, that 12 and a half could be, I mean, it could be 14 nothing before the Jets even think about it, but that Jets defense is kind of hanging in these games. Uh, the past couple weeks, they haven't necessarily played any like explosive offenses, um, but they're going to get their, I feel like a really good look of what their defense is capable of against this Bills offense. Um I, I don't know if I'll card this, but I I like the Bills put the points here. I think I think they handle him. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the same page as you here. Um, I th- it, it's gonna be it's gonna be um, it should be a blowout in my opinion. I think this could be a game kind of like uh, Bills Steelers, just uh, Bills take off early, don't really uh turn around. You know, Jets have. Yeah, Jets have a Jets, Jets defense has been all right this year. Sauce Gardner's been playing all right, but I think he's really going to get exposed this game. Um, you know, you got two two elite wide receivers. You have to you have to cover with it with a uh, arm and uh, Josh Allen, so uh, he'll probably get exposed this week. I kind of like the under. I mean, it's a, it's a divisional game. The home teams double digit under or um underdogs. So uh, the statistics behind it tell you to take the under. So I kind of like the under here, but uh. I'm leaning Bill's points. I really think they cover this game. I think they uh, expose that Jets defense once for all. I, I definitely agree with you guys that the, the Bills win this game, but you know what's definitely going to be on my card this week? It's going to be a two-team or three-team teaser. It's definitely going to be Bills with the points. You can get them down to minus two and a half. I'm going to love that spread. Huff talked about those 10-point teasers before in the past. I mean, I love that line of field goal separation because I do expect the, the Bills offense to roll, but – the one unit that has been great, I know Zach Wilson's been terrible lately, and without Brees Hall, they don't have much of a forecast on offense. It's really just Tyler Conklin, and he's taking deep shots to those young receivers. But that defensive unit for the Jets is really underrated. It is a great defensive front, and I beg to differ on the Sauce Gardner front. I think he actually clamps a little bit this game and turns even more heads in those naysayers. Diggs. Yeah, that's a very tough matchup, so let's see. But I think he can actually step up to the plate. Do I think he shuts him down completely? No. But do I think that Diggs is held under 100 when covered by um, Sauce? Yeah, that's another thing to look at is when he's covered by him, right? Um, I, I think yeah, that I Sauce think Gardner actually interception. Yeah. Josh Allen's loose with the football. He likes to throw one once a week, you know, usually in those blowouts. So I, I, I do even like the Jets, I mean, the Bills with the points, but, like, it's just too many on, on the road in the divisional game, like Huff likes to say. Um, Jets team total is 16 and a half. 
could lean there, but I'm definitely going to take the Bills teased to two and a half. Love that play. Even love them teased six or seven too, whatever you want to do. As long as it's a touchdown or less, I'll take the Bills for sure. That's what I was going to cut in and say before um, you started your point. I was going to say this is a game I'd like to look at. Uh, when Mackie was talking about the under, I was going to say I almost like the Jets team total under more um, because if Allen gets rolling, I feel like they could put up a 35 spot very quick, and I'm seeing a 38-and-a-half point total or 39. Pick like six by that defense too. Yeah, like the, no, the over under, over under is forty seven. Forty seven. Yeah. Maybe all right. I was looking at the wrong game, but another thing. But back to what I was saying. Then Ace kind of jumped into it. I do like the. I would look at the Jets team total under. I feel like Zach Wilson another two interceptions. Can maybe see Joe Flacco in this game if Zach Wilson comes out and throws two picks in the first half. So um, that could be a good or a bad thing. Is the Bills better? If you, I don't know if you necessarily want to see Joe Flacco as he was shown early on in the season that he was just going to cover spreads, and that's how the Jets started hot. Uh, and then Zach Wilson kind of came in to a team that kind of already had their swagger throughout the first couple games of the season. I was able to just get the job done with pretty. I, I like their head coach and Sala. I think they have a really good uh, future in New York with the Jets. Uh, that defense, like I said, we said Sauce Gardner. I saw a redraft. The NFL said if the, the teams redrafted, Sauce Gardner should have went one, number one overall. I thought that was pretty crazy, but um, he's just that size, he, that size and athleticism. He's at such a young age. You, it's, it's, yeah. you can't teach size. It's like he has all the right abilities of a cornerback that you want, and then he's 6'4. Like, yeah. And what was crazy back to that redraft thing, the Jets. They had a bunch of first-round picks, but the three guys they picked, him, Garrett Wilson, and some other dude on the defense, was all ranked in the top ten. So the Jets yeah. had a pretty elite draft. That defensive unit is no joke, really. I mean, you get so many high picks over time. Obviously, it's bound to happen. But like you, you got to hit on one of them sooner or later. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like it's, it's like the Jaguars too. But um, like the, I was gonna say the Browns. They find Baker finally gets them to the playoffs, and then they're like, "Yeah, fuck you. We want this dude." Yeah. I mean, smart decision, even though I'm a Baker guy. He's not very good. Say, like, it's, it's looking like a smooth for the Browns. But, um, yeah, I mean, with Salah, though, great coach. But the only tough thing is what do the Jets always struggle with developing their quarterbacks? They have so much youth on the offense, and they bring in a defensive-minded coach. So I don't really know how they're going to start. They have so much talent, but it's wasted talent with Garrett Wilson. I think you guys saw that quote from uh, – what's his name last week? The, live, the wide receiver Elijah Moore saying yeah, they were asking why he doesn't – they're like, how do you feel? He's like, he doesn't even look at me when he throws the ball, so I don't know. <laughs> like, what? It's a waste of talent. So much waste of talent. And I know that without Brees Hall, it kind of changes their whole offense, but I think this week it's going to be a lot of cat playing catch-up. It's going to be going to – moves at the deadline. Did you guys go over some of these moves that happened at the deadline? No, we did not. I have uh, – I, I saved a list if we want. I can just kind of roll through it because we're kind of talking trades and we kind of got off it real quick. But um, let me – let me pull up this post real quick. Um, yeah, obviously the trade the trade deadline was yesterday, so we had a bunch of moves, and a lot of these teams like Elijah Moore was one of the ones I was waiting to see where he went. And uh, just some of the biggest moves yesterday, we had Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins, Chase Claypool to the Bears, T.J. Hawkinson to the Vikings. Uh, that was an absolute robbery of a trade. The Lions got robbed there. Um, Naeem Hines to the Bills. That was one I said I liked. I think that's a good check down back for Josh Allen to go to. That is a big one. I like that one. Calvin Ridley to the Jags. That's obviously we don't really know what that's going to mean. Yeah. Um, Jeff Wilson to the Dolphins. Chase Edmond to the Broncos, and then basically the rest of them are kind of irrelevant. I don't even know why they're on this graphic, but um, a lot of moves yesterday, and then a couple of the no moves. Elijah Moore being one of them, and 
I don't know. I just a lot, like you said, Ace, a lot of question marks going on there, but I'm more looking at the Jets and Giants. Like I keep saying, I just keep putting them in the same sentence because they're both from New York. Like they're not even in the same conference. I think it's sick that they could play each other in the Super Bowl and like they're both getting good at the same time. I'm not making any hot takes here. Mackie, I see you looking at the camera a little funny at me. Like, I'm not saying we're going to see a Jets Giants Super Bowl anytime soon. It's never, it'll, it'll, they'll never, they're neither of them are ever good enough where they're going to like line up to be in at a the Super same Bowl time. Together. Yeah. Yeah. When the Giants Giants were on their run with the Patriots, when they beat the Patriots twice, the Jets were like, eh. And then the Giants cooled off, and that's when the Jets went to the AFC Championship, right? Jets win. That was a fluke year for the Jets. Yeah, that was – No, dude, Mark Sanchez Sanchez was a dog. Jets went all in That was the expectation. What would you say? The Sanchez, they were built off of their defense, though. Like I said, if you can own the trenches, you can win any game. Yeah, it, they had that was like, I hate to like, I don't know, that was like back then the the version of a super team. Like they just signed every free agent. What Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, and LT with Darrell Revis, Antonio Holmes, Darrell Re- yeah, like I mean Darrell Revis was there, but yeah, but no, like big name. One, big one name. point I want to bring up before we get off this Bills Jets game. Surprising to me how these bills have so much money to pay everybody. Didn't I even Hines just get that contract from the Colts? How are they affording him on that roster? Sketchy. It's, the cap, it's the cash over cap shit, dude. Like, yeah, I don't know how they pay these salaries. Like, they're just giving dudes like 20 million signing bonus. They're like, hey, here's a check for 20 million. You now make four million a year. It's like, okay, I guess I'll take the 20 million right now. Like, you know what that means though to me? Them getting Naeem Hines is James Cook isn't as good as they thought he was. And Zach Moss. Yep. Well, we knew, we knew Singletary and Moss were nothing. Yeah. Well, single Singletary still uses the number one back. I was gonna say I didn't say Singletary because I think he is capable. I think in that offense is so good. There's so much pressure taken off their run game. That I mean, dude, you could put me at running back. I could probably rush for forty. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But he's not. He's not a game changer. If they if they had a better. No, Naeem okay. Hines has that explosiveness. That's why they brought him in. You know. Would you say? Matthew? Yeah, you're definitely right. Naeem Hines is definitely going into be the number one back. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Especially in that offense, it's so pass heavy. That's what they need, dude. That's the only that's their only weakness is a running back. And now you're taking they, they should have got Kamara. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you, you can't they couldn't afford Caffrey. They can't there, afford there that and Caffrey. they can't afford to give up that draft stock because even though they can afford those guys right now, they know a lot of that defense and those young playmakers they have, they're gonna have to pay down the line. So those those picks are gonna be valuable to have in your back pocket. And it's like a lot of these teams are seeing like like the Bills. They're looking at this like they're like, okay, do we want to trade first round picks for players? We have a pretty good team right now. You look at the Rams right now. They're on the down. They're on the downslide, and they have no picks. This is coming from a team whose GM said, "Fuck them picks." Obviously, he's holding a Super Bowl trophy and has a ring on his finger. So you got to look at what it's worth. If you're a team that hasn't won in forever, Dallas Cowboys, Mackie, what do you think? Yeah. Would you is that something that you're like? Would you if you were you're a Cowboys fan? If you saw tomorrow, like yesterday morning, the Cowboys traded, you know what I mean, all these picks for Bradley Chubb and like are going all in for Dak. He's having a good year, and you don't win a ring. You know how disappointing that is. Yeah, but I don't think that da- I don't think Dallas is the type of team that would go all in like that because we're consistently good enough to where we're not going to get a top top pick, but not good enough to win a Super Bowl. I, I so we're say, always that's, that's been the Steelers the past ten years of my life since they won when I was in. Yeah, but you guys have Super Bowls to prove. You have Super yeah. Bowls to show for it. Yeah. So it's just like they always think that they have enough in it to get there, and then their their first round exit is almost every single year. So 
you know, it's the same thing every year, but like we're not we're not in a situation right now to like go all out for players because we think that we have well this year it's probably one of the best teams we've we've I, seen say, the I think have. this year should have been the year you did it. If you go get Bradley Chubb, you have Bradley who, Chubb and Micah Parsons. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Marcus Lawrence, like that defense is already scary. I was so surprised they didn't know, make any man. moves, and the and the Packers didn't make any moves. Like there was so Packers. Many how did the Packers? I'm surprised Aaron Rodgers didn't done. make the Packers. They're done. Yeah, that, that tells me the that they know year. they're not making the playoffs. Dude, Bucks are in trouble too. I saw some. I mean, I guess that division that division's pretty easy to win. That's all they got to do. But yeah, but I saw something today that if the season ends today, the Bucks have the seventh overall pick. <laughs> Jesus, it's like. Free Tom Brady times again. That was a top root five team to win the Super Bowl preseason. Dude, week one, they beat obviously a good Dallas team. I didn't think Dallas was that good, but they are. I was going to say, everyone thought their opinions were flipped about that game because they were. everyone was like, oh, Dallas is Dallas, and then Tom Brady's going to kill them. Yeah. They did. they did. And then everyone's opinion changed on Dallas or on both teams. They kind of just stayed the same. They were like, Okay, I guess Tampa's Tampa, and then the next week we really saw as obviously Cooper Rush went on that run, but mm-hmm. I don't even know what game we stopped on. That was a good conversation about that, though. Jets Bills. Alrighty, yeah, wrapping up on Jets Bills, I think. Let's jump into the Miami Dolphins at the Chicago Bears. The Dolphins are our favorite in this matchup at an even minus five. Their money line sitting at minus 215 and the over-under sitting at 45.5. No trends from me in this one. 77, 77% of the money on Miami. Again, they're minus 5 here. What do we think? Mackie, you want to get us rolling in this one? Yeah, um, weird spread. I still can't really get a feel on this Dolphins team. You never know what kind of two is going to come out. Ever since his injury, he hasn't looked as good as he did in those first few weeks, obviously. That game against the Ravens, uh, coming back 21 points, I think it was, in the fourth quarter. But um, he obviously has it in them, and they have he has the weapons. His team has looked un- good enough to um, to contend to contend right now. They're sitting at 5-3. and three. I just think this Bears team is not very good. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. Five-point spread just isn't enough to me, for me in the situation. Weather in Chicago could be a factor, so uh, bring that into play. Obviously, we don't know what's going on over in um, at Soldier Field, so that that could be a huge factor. But right now, I'm winning Miami minus five. I think they have enough in, in them to uh, cover spread against a team like this right now. And um, where each team's sitting right now. Yeah, like you said with that that Dolphins team, I mean, I know that we've had it's been a tough team to read, especially with the injury to Tua. So they haven't really been able to get into their own flow. But I'm I'm really high on them. I like that coach they brought in from San Francisco. I like anybody that comes out of the Shanahan tree. Um, Five points. I I don't mind that spread too much. Um, They have so many pieces, and coming off the addition of Bradley Chubb, like Huff mentioned, you know they're going to be riding a high. They just got Jeff Wilson Jr. too in their backfield. I'm not too high on them, but that's a good piece to add in. They have, they have a plethora of running backs. I know they got they dumped off Chase Edmonds, but Jeff Wilson's kind of a do-it-all, jack-of-all-trades. You can pl- you can plug him in, you know? Um, but I'm going to ride that Tyree Kill prop. I've been riding it every week, six and a half, seven and a half catches, whatever, whatever the hell it's at. It hits every week. They feed him the ball. He sees 10 to 15 targets a week. You know McDaniels was the I was going to say, every time he's taken that, he gets four catches in the first half. I'm about to just start taking that, too. That's a good prop. 
him and Waddle get fed so much. I mean, McDaniel's a smart guy. He feeds his best players early and often. It's the best way to do it. And the way Tyree Kill does it, he's just a game changer. You have to get the ball in his hand. Um, he can take. You can even look at his yards prop. I think he's due for a touchdown, honestly. But uh, anytime you get the ball in his hands, an explosive playmaker, and he needs to touch it at least five to ten times a game. So he's going to get that prop every week. I've been hitting it. What I probably hit it three or four times this year and double unit it twice. So definitely look at that one again. Yeah, so the Dolphins, I don't think they've lost a game this season when Tua's played the full game. Um, Obviously, Tua had that crazy injury, and they ended up losing that game to the Bengals, correct? Was the game Tua got hurt, Bengals, Thursday Night Football? Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is such a weird line. Like, I feel like they want me to take the Dolphins so bad. And Justin Fields, Mackie, I know your opinion on Justin Fields. He just... He's been getting the job done, and they're starting to play to his strengths and run the ball, realizing what you need to do to make him have success. Like I saw something on Twitter today. The Bears said that they took a couple plays out of the Ravens' playbook. It's like, why didn't you do that two years ago, last season? Why are you making him throw the ball 30 times a game? He can't do that. He needs to throw the ball 18 to 20 times a game like Lamar does, rush for 120 yards. I know it's easier said than done, but like they're finally getting the job done. I'm I'm not gassing up Claypool, but he got he has another receiver takes some pressure off of Mooney, and I mean I think Claypool's a very capable receiver. He's obviously had some crazy games in the NFL. It's been kind of inconsistent, um, but we've also seen him do some pretty stupid shit and cost us that game against the Vikings by fucking pointing downfield. Um, but and then trying to defend it, yeah, and then trying to defend it. But I don't hate the Bears in this spot. I think this could be a game they lose by like three at home. They've been getting the, like, dude, they put up how many points on that Dallas defense last week? They've been playing good football, but it's all garbage time football. They beat the Patriots on a trap game where they upset, they smoked them, obviously. But I'm saying against the Cowboys, like, that's all garbage points. The Cowboys had that game handed. Yeah, yeah. First half and full game. I mean, it was like, it wasn't all garbage time points, but it was like, Cowboys were never in danger of losing that game, in my opinion. And we're even covering a spread, to be honest. And I hate to say this, Mackie, because I'm high on the Cowboys too, but I think that this Dolphins offense is just a whole different animal than than the Cowboys. Like they move so fast, they have too many. It's different. different. I agree. That's just facts. That's that's not hating. Cowboys Cowboys are more of a big and heavy. Well, the Cowboys have the potential to be one of the best offenses in the league. I think just with the Dak injury, it was more crucial than the two of one. Um, and all the injuries are like to the wide receiver core and like just people being in and out of the lineup. Um, I, I think that this Dolphins offense, I like the coach out of Miami a lot better too. It's another thing. Mike McDaniel is one of the best coaches in the league, I think, this year. Um, so I'm eager to see how his future goes. Tough as his divisional rival, but Bradley Chubb's going to be doing what Michael Parsons did last week, you know? He's going to want to make a name for himself in his first game. I like the points with the Dolphins here. Tyree killed to play well. Dolphins are going to roll this week, I think. I'm with the ace. I'm gonna watch this lineup until Sunday. I don't. I don't love a five. I never like a five point spread. Like, why isn't it six? Why isn't it four? That's what I mean. Like, what? What the hell's five? When does a team win by five? It happens when the spread's five. It hits five. I was literally. I was just gonna say when it's five, they know it's gonna be five. (laughs) Seems like Dolphins are the move here. Yeah, gonna watch that line. Like you said, huff up until Sunday. But let's move forward to our next one, the Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions. The Packers the favorite in this one at minus three and a half. 
their money line sitting at minus 194 and the over-under sitting at 49.5. No trends from me, but I think this is a pretty interesting matchup. I don't hate Lions plus 3.5 at all. What do you think, Huff? I have my opinion on the Packers has changed so many times throughout this season. Um, early on, obviously going into the season, my they I picked them to win the NFC North. It's looking like they're not even going to make the playoffs. Um, and if they lose this game as a divisional uh, matchup in Detroit, a team that they have historically walked over the past couple seasons with Aaron Rodgers or in their tenure with Rodgers, um, a three and a half point underdog for Detroit. I I don't know. I don't love the Lions here. I, if anything, if this line goes below a field goal, I actually might take the Packers. This is a game I'm not really – I don't really have a specific opinion either way. Um, but I do like the over-under. I like this game to go under. I know the Lions early on were scoring all those points uh, going up against this Packers team. I'm seeing a 49-and-a-half point over-under. I like the under on this one um, to just in case that Rodgers can't really get things rolling. Um, I feel like both offenses could struggle in this one. I like the under 49. I, uh, yeah. Mac, you got it. You want me to go? All right. So, yeah, like you said, Aaron Rodgers has absolutely tormented this, uh, division and obviously the, the, the lines over the past decade. And I think that he will do that again this week. I, I, obviously, they don't have a lot of confidence up there in Green Bay and coming off of a game that, they just uh they they kind of got blown out by the Bills in my opinion. They they lost by ten. They covered a spread, but it was a backdoor cover, and they were never really in contention to win that game. They just don't. Aaron Rodgers has no confidence. He he has no, nothing in his receivers. Um, the defense looked all right, I guess, but Josh Allen still did what he wanted what he wanted to. I just don't think they have a lot going for them right now. But even with that being said, the, the Lions are one and six. The Lions are not who they were supposed to be this year. They are legitimately probably one of the worst three. Definitely the worst three teams in the league, maybe the worst team in the league. I just don't think they have much going for them. I think that defense is going to get picked apart. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to do whatever he wants because he's he still owns the Bears and the Lions, in my opinion. Vikings, maybe not so much, but he'll do what he wants to, and I think he'll cover a spread here, in my opinion. Yeah, I I don't know. It's a tough call. I mean, the Packers got to get back on track at some point, right? Like you would think. I mean, still, we've been saying this maybe. about the Bucks all season, dude. Huh? We've been saying the same thing about the Bucks all season. Two old quarterbacks. They're well. No, I know. Well, play. here's the difference. I know the Bucks are going to get on track just because their division is so bad. the The Packers have the Vikings in their division, so I don't know if they will. Um. I, which is good for me because at the beginning of the year, I was high on the Vikings. Remember, I was saying I, I got them at very good odds to win that division. They're sitting 5-1. and one. I know it's still really early, but um, I think like I think that this, this defense is just too much for Jared Goff. He's not that good, right? Like, he's still Jared Goff. And the injuries to their running backs, they've been in and out of the lineup with Williams and Swift. Big Swift guy. Um, I don't know. I, I like the Packers in this spot. Uh, you said the spread was what again? Three and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna take that half point and take take the Packers in Lambo to get back, or they're not in Lambo, but take the Packers to uh, get back to four and five. I like Rodgers in the spot. I think it's a get right game for him. That's like one of the worst ranked defenses in the league. So I think he gets he gets Lazard back this week too, which is pretty big. Um, so I yeah, I like the Packers to cover three here. Definitely gonna take that line. I think. 
do you think on the over under? Since neither of you, neither of you said anything. It's so hard. Uh, no. I, yeah. for. I like a Packers under. Total over. You'd like a Packers team total over, you said, Ace? Yeah, it's just weird because with the Lions, like they have the potential to put up points, especially with everybody healthy. It's weird they got rid of Hawkinson, too, so that's something that's interesting. I think this is a big game for the Packers defense coming off a game for the Bills. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's why the Lions could struggle. And if they do, uh, like I said, if Rodgers also struggles, I'm like, fuck, I I don't want to be on either side of this this game. So I just want to root for no points. I'm going to stay away from the points, but I don't think – the, the the Lions really struggled with the Patriots defense, and I think the Packers defense is kind of built similarly. So I, I don't think they're going to have many points there. But then again, they can pop. We've seen them do it all year. But I do think that the Packers win this game by three points or more. Big divisional game. Aaron Rodgers has been there and done that. In, in a tight one, I definitely want Rodgers against a weak defense versus Goff against this tough defense. Yeah, he's done this too many times. With with Lazard back, he actually gets one of his boys too. So you have Lazard, you have Jones, Dylan, Tanyan. Um Reno, Reno Cobb's still out, I think. Yeah, and, and, and Christian good. Watson's banged up, but they have Sammy Watkins back. He he didn't do much, but he's a good three behind Dobbs and Lazard with Tanya. He's, he's who, someone he's someone that Aaron Rodgers can trust to throw the ball to that'll catch it. I was literally just big, gonna say those exact words. That's cool, that's Lazard? his biggest yeah. Lazard Watkins is there's vet they're just two veterans that you can trust yeah. that will, will catch the ball, and that's his biggest thing right now. So might look not, at a Lazard touchdown this week in his first game back in a while. He does not like that uh Watson kid. Christian Watson? No, nope. yeah, because he, he drops the ball. ball. Like, he drops the ball. Teams, they scheme him the ball with the end arounds and stuff like that. He does Did you guys see like that catch that by that by that Dobbs guy, whatever the fuck his name is? Romeo Dobbs. A lot of people were high on him coming into the year. He's a big guy with speed. Dude, that catch—he's got hands too. Watson, yeah, yeah. I like—I like the Packers here getting three points for sure. Definitely like that. Love that this week, actually. Yeah, like I said, coming into that matchup, gonna be an interesting one. Wait till Sunday to see our picks on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and more. All right, let's move forward. Another 1 o'clock game we got is the Minnesota Vikings at the Washington Commanders. The Vikings the favorite here at minus 3.5 again. Their money line sitting at minus 172 in the over-under at 43.5. No trends from me in this one, but 70% of the money seems to be going towards the Vikings. So let's shoot it over to Mackey to start off this one. Yeah, uh, the Vikings have looked very good as of late. Uh, six and one, coming off a bye last week. Am I correct? Um, yeah. They so beat the Cardinals um, last week. Beat the Cardinals last week. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. In Minnesota. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, um, cut that out then. Um, yeah, <laughs> Vikings have looked. Looks they ha- they have had their bye, but um, Vikings have looked. Really good recently. You know, the 6-1 ahead of that uh, NFC North division up there. Uh, not a lot of people saw that coming coming into the year, so they have a lot of confidence right now. On the other hand, Washington's on a three-game winning streak. Uh, you know, Taylor Heineke had a game-winning drive last last game, ended up uh, beating the Colts 17-16, so they have a lot of confidence going right now, too. This could be a weird game for the Vikings, you know. A three-and-a-half-point spread. We've seen them pull away from games as of, as of late and uh, been covering spreads, but... 
you know, you're playing in Washington right now with a team that's on a three-game winning streak with a lot of confidence. Taylor Heineke's getting the job done right now, and, um, you know, he seems to be their guy. So uh, this could be a weird spread. I probably won't touch it. Uh, I do think the Vikings win this game, though. I don't think Washington has enough in it to pull it out, but they, they could keep it close. We've seen them keep games close and lose games by one, two, three points. So uh, it could be a weird spread, but uh, I like the Vikings to win this game. I think they keep rolling. Kirk Cousins is playing better than I thought he would. Yeah, um, kind of like you said, the Vikings have left the back door open a couple of times on some of these games, taking the early lead, uh, that elite offense. They're getting TJ Hawkinson this week. They're actually, to prove that point, 6-1, and one, obviously, straight up. But 3-4 and four against the spread. Uh, anytime a team has one loss, but they have 3-4 and four against the spread, that just shows they're playing in big games, keep getting big spreads. But 3.5, this is a weird number. Um, I don't know which way to go on this one, personally. This is a get... Uh, a coming home game for Kirk Cousins against the team that drafted him in Washington. Um, you got to maybe see, could he have a day here against his old team? Um, with Hawkinson in the lineup, you might want to look at that. Maybe they're going to go to him early. Um, I just This is a tough number. I might might buy the point and go with the Vikings here. I think this could be a game where we see the, the true Washington commanders come out. Obviously, the news coming that they might be selling the team. I think they're going to catch an L. Uh, this week personally um but i like the vikings here i think i do yeah i love i love this line i know it's another favorite that i like but three points from this vikings team i think they're going to keep pace i think the packers and the vikings get done maybe do an afc north money line parlay there but i think they're three points is too much it's a great team um there's not much of an answer i know they have heineke but there's a lot of there's a lot of potential there with the vikings justin jefferson hasn't popped in a bit so i i could see him having a big game Love the Vikings minus three in the spot. I know they're on the road, but I'm not a big believer in the Commanders at all. So, I uh, like that, and I like some. I like some, maybe some Cook or Jefferson props here. Um, Hawkinson, nice add, but new to the playbook, so I don't know how much he's going to get involved. But with Irv Smith on the IR, definitely nice to have. I like the Vikings here minus three for sure, though. Good takes, boys. I'm thinking. With all the money sitting on the Vikings, it might be the right way to go. I'm not sure. Alrighty, next up we have the Carolina Panthers at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are the favorite this week at minus seven and a half. Their money line sitting at minus three sixty in the over under at forty two and a half. No trends from me in this one, but I don't know if I see Baker Mayfield in the Panthers doing anything with the Bengals this week. What do you guys think? Ace, you want to start us? Yeah, I think you meant to say P.J. Walker. PJ sorry. PJ Walker. Yep, sorry. P.J. Walker been leading the charge lately, though. He's a former XFL quarterback. He's just a baller, you know. He he likes to fight and keep himself in every game. Beat the Bucks. Should have grabbed the win last week. Kind of screwed over Mackie and I. The Panthers were said we weren't going to bet him at the beginning of the year. Mackie did it again. So suckered me into Brutal. doing it. Brutal. <laughs> Shout Brutal. out DJ Moore. He, he also, was the hero than the chump. Whoever their kicker is too. I forget his name, but I don't. Even, I don't even want to think Pumero. of him. I don't even want to think of him. Don't even say it. Yeah, that's you hate to see that. But like like I said, um. 
you know, that's it's gonna. I'm gonna like the under in this game. That's a lot of points for the Bengals to give up, especially without Jamar Chase. They really struggled. But I know what I am gonna play from this game is gonna be Dante Foreman to have a big day. He's been eating ever since he's been entrenched as the starting running back. We saw Nick Chubb run all over him last week. I think Foreman finds the end zone, finds some Pater, and he he hits his yardage tool. I know Chubb might be playing this week to back him up and split some carries, but I Foreman's saw he's heavily up. questionable. Who Chubb? Yeah, no, so I, I like I like I, I guess, like yeah, that's what that would be. <laughs> yeah, Dante Foreman, I really, I really like to um go off this week. So I, I I don't seven and a half, a lot of points for a Bengals team struggling without their boy Jamar. Don't I don't know what you guys points, think, dude. I don't know because I I mean the Carolina Panthers will never be on my card ever again. I can promise you that <laughs> ever again. But uh, I don't know. This Bengals team is so. There's so many questions to it. I mean, you get blown out to a pretty. I mean, it's a divisional opponent. I understand it's a prime time game, but you get blown out. You put up a shitty effort to a to a pretty depleted Brown team, and they were on a three game losing streak, I think, four game losing streak, whatever they were on. Jacoby Brissett. The, Brown, the Browns not, gave them every chance in hell to come back. Dude, that, I mean, it was eight nothing at at a half, or actually not get me wrong, eleven nothing, eleven nothing. Got at my half. kick. I got my kick. Joey. I needed in the first half, but then they just kept getting touchdowns. I was like, can we just Joey, kick a field goal? They couldn't do anything. Joey B couldn't do anything. They they couldn't get anything going. I was like, all right, this under is absolutely hitting. And then I come back and I see thirty four points in in the second half, and just Joey B over one and a half touchdowns. So, I got dude. I was so mad. Two that missed field goals. That could have been me. an easy two-unit loss, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you got to take your uh, take your pushes as wins, but uh, it sucks to uh, just leave so much money out there on the board. But yeah, that, that getting that back field goal on the first drive, dude. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? This is the first one of these I take, and I get a blocked kick on the first possession." I literally was texting you guys. I was like, "They're gonna kick the ball the first possession." I was like, "No, the Browns are not getting a touchdown on the first drive." They go down, kick field goal, ace goes blocked. I'm like, "You're fucking with me." I get the notification, block kick. I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" That was a deep ball too. But uh, yeah, getting back to this game, the Bang- I I think the Bengals win this game. I'm definitely not gonna touch it. I'm not gonna touch the spread. I think it's a Sketchy spread, uh, too too many points for a team that hasn't proved much this year. So, um, yeah, just for the sake of conversation, I'll say Bengals win this game, but I don't have a play on the line at all. I don't like this game at all. Yeah, um, it was like you said, we don't really need to get too much into that Browns game. Looked like shit last week. Um, coming home against an inferior or an inferior Panthers team, getting seven and a half points. I don't necessarily like that. Um. This is one of the games I might be looking at my first half a total. Maybe Panthers start this game slow. Bengals start this game slow. Uh, things get rolling in the second half. Both of these teams have shown that they put up the points in the second half. Um, first half is sitting at under 21 and a half. That could be something that I'm looking at. Uh, maybe like a 10-3, 10-7 first half. Um, but like you said, Mackie, I think um, I also maybe would look at the Bengals in the first half. I think this could be a get-right uh, get game for the Bengals. We've shown them start the season slow, get back on everyone's radar with a couple of big wins, um, and now kind of struggling last week, like we said. I think they could come home and pretty handily uh, take care of the Panthers, but I don't love that 7.5. I think they could backdoor cover that, but we also know that the Panthers kicker can't make shit, um, so you might want to be able to look at that. I do like the Bengals to – win this game seven and a half is tough this could be prime teaser opportunity get them down to a half point money line might be a good one to add there with uh the eagles like ace was saying earlier in the episode 
uh, before you got on Huff. Or maybe right after you got on. I didn't hear that. Couldn't remember. Yeah, definitely adding the – I was saying the Eagles and a teaser would be a nice thing to add. Eagles and uh, – who did I say earlier that I really liked in the tease? I think it oh, was Bills. the Bills. The Bills is who we loved in the tease. That's right. Okay. Big spreads are scary to tease sometimes. You're like, I should be getting points here, but you're like minus four. I'm like, Ugh. aren't the Eagles minus 14? The Eagles minus 12, I believe. I saw 14 on FanDuel. That's scary if you do it on FanDuel. Yeah, I saw 13. Because you get 10, do you think? I mean, Texans could easily lose by 24. Yeah. Bills, I de- Bills are my favorite tease play so far that we've looked at. Yeah. I like the, I like the Bengals in this spot. They could come back, come back home and get right. And they don't still have Jamar Chase, but Higgins last week, uh, obviously on Monday night, had a big game. Second half, um, catching that big touchdown pass to fuck Mackey on the over one and a half. Under one and a half passing touchdowns for Burrow. Um, I thought so good when they were down that big. You knew they were going to just start slinging it. I didn't think he was going to get, dude. No, because I I got to watch the first half and I had to get on the eyesight. And I'm gonna I get out of practice. I'm like expecting to see three and up four units, dude. And I'm looking at one zero and one. I don't even think I was up a unit. Didn't even move. Yeah, one 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 and one. Don't even think I was up a unit or up anything. So. You know, it was definitely it was definitely disappointing to come out to. I hate when that happens because I'm like, whenever I watch a game, nothing like this happens. And then, you know, I go on the ice for an hour and a thousand people score, three people get shot, and you know. I was watching your your that I was as soon as he got that second one, I'm like, oh my god! And then I looked at the total, I'm like. Oh my God, he is so close to both of them. And then they kicked the, uh, they went for two or kicked the extra point. I was like, oh my God, he literally pushes here. Then no one scored again. I was like, dude, he literally just went one, one, and one, no unit movement <laughs> on yeah, a double unit so, play, too. I was so confident on that over under, too. Like I said, two missed field goals, though. Like you said, you got to take your pushes as wins sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't got too much else to say about this one. This is kind of a shitty game. Definitely one of the snooze fests of the week, in my opinion. This could be a game where the Bengals just route them, in my opinion. Like, look, I'm I'm seeing 55 percent of the money on the Panthers. Why are the Panthers getting public money? After after I don't know, I don't know what Bozos have been on this team. I wouldn't, but yeah, too many point, too much, too many points for the for the Bengals. I think they have a good week, but they struggled without Jamar. I think they went by like three games, maybe. <laughs> Maybe McPherson gets right and kicks some through for himself, but I'm definitely staying away from this one. Maybe Dante Foreman is what we're going to look at, though. Like you said, Huff, I think it's going to be the snooze fest of the week. Not too excited about that one. But I am a little excited about this next one, the L.A. Chargers at the Atlanta Falcons. The Chargers, the favorite in this one, at minus three. Their money line is sitting at minus 166 and the over-under sitting at 49.5. No trends from me in this one, but the Falcons getting points here at home, plus three. I don't hate them. I know the Chargers, not a not a bad team, but given the Falcons points, I kind of like. What do you guys think? Mackie, you want to start us? Um, yeah, one second, my bad. 
Somebody else start this one. Ace, you want to start us with yeah, this with one? The, with the, yeah, with the Falcons at home this week, three points is nice to see them as an underdog, the way they've been playing football this year. But I think I think that the tides are starting to turn for the Chargers. They're going to start getting some wins that they need to, to stay in pace in that division and in that conference. Um, the Falcons are riding high after barely squeaking one out against the lowly Panthers like we were alluding to last week. Um, I like Justin Herbert after – I think they're coming out of a bye last week, the Chargers. So I like Justin Herbert uh, and the rest of the offense to get healthy, get another week under the belt. Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer to come back. There's just too many people to come back for the Chargers. After going to overtime and barely squeaking one out and riding high, I think the Falcons dropped this one at home. Three points isn't a big spread. I know you guys love the the Falcons to cover. They've been that that underdog all year. But, uh, yeah, give me Justin Herb, the Herb, to, to have a big day. Austin Eckler to find the end zone again. Guy's a menace on the ground, catches the ball through the air. So I like the Chargers here. Uh, one of the better teams in the league. Justin Herbert, once an MVP front runner before the season, gets gets right against a low Falcons team. Do you want to shout out the Cordero Patterson just uh, practiced this Wednesday? This is another piece for the Falcons to get back. A little feisty team in the AFC South, leading the way in that division, actually. But yeah, I'm leaning uh, Chargers definitely. You guys? I I kind of like the Falcons here. I'm on the other side. You know, this Chargers team has disappointed me time after time, and I really just don't think they have it in them. They're constantly overrated, in my opinion. I mean, this is a weird line, so a lot of pe- I feel like a lot of people are going to take Chargers. I haven't looked at the money, but um. I, I, I just think this Falcons team is a lot better than people think, and really not. They're not a fluke. Marcus Mariota's been playing some good football, and you know they got if they get if they can get Cordell Patterson back this year, I really like this them to cover this spread right here. I think they can even win this game outright. Um, Chargers, you know, they got a lot going on. Keenan Allen's probably not even going to be back this week. You know, you, they still got a bunch of injuries. They're not they're not 100 healthy. Justin Herbert still dealing with this rib injury. I know he's playing through something. So um, they just don't look like they should have this year. They're they're a very disappointing team this year, and I think that uh, I think it carries over into this week. And I think the Falcons prove that they're really not just a fluke team. with four and four. I think they, I think they can win this game outright. They just oh. have a really tough defense. That defense just gets torn apart. But uh, like I said, Justin Her- Herbert's not really healthy, so you know it's tough when you when you when you rip every single time you throw the ball. It might might throw a few a few yards short every time. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily like either side for the reasons that both of you guys said. The Chargers have been kind of inconsistent uh, traveling over to Atlanta, um, not necessarily in that matchup specifically. Just saying that long flight, long e- or west to east road trip could be could have a toll on them. Um, but the Falcons have also shown their ability to put up points. High flying Chargers offense ace, like you said, with Eckler. I know the receivers just don't really like to play football with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. They just can't both ever be on the field. Uh, and I'm seeing again that Keenan Allen's probably going to miss this week. Mike Mike Williams is out, um, but Herbert's shown the ability to put up points even without them. Just going to his guy Eckler, um, they have a nice tight end. Uh, nice, they have skill players all around the field. I feel like they like to go to that Kelly, the running back Kelly that comes in for uh, Eckler too on the goal line. And I like the over here, I'm seeing 92 percent of the money on this under. And I like the over. I think total again. 39 and a half. I think both of these teams are able to put up points on each other. Mac, you said the Falcon, you said it. A Falcons is terrible defense. I don't know if they still are without AJ Terrell. That's one I'm going to be one of uh, one I'm going to want to look at. Um, and the Chargers defense has just been so banged up all year, and the Falcons have shown their ability to put up points. Um, I like the over of 49 here. I I would never take an under with this Falcons defense. I don't know how 92% of the money is on the under. 
I, I like I like the over too. Off, I'm with you here. And with the way that this this Chargers defense have been playing and the the amount of firepower they have on the O, I, I like I like them. I like them this week, but I think they can put up a lot of points. And the backdoor Falcons, though, that's what's scary. So a lot of points I can see flying off the board. I'll take a lot of overs. So when I like an over, I usually like it for like a lot of reasons. I mean, sometimes my reasoning means not, I mean, gambling, like sometimes people can say all these fucking facts and it doesn't even mean anything and they just lose outright. But I don't know. I usually don't take over unders unless I really like them. Huff stating his reasoning for his over under there. Lots of good stuff, boys. Again, I think I'm pretty excited about that one. Let's jump into our next one. The Las Vegas Raiders at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tighter spread here. The Raiders are the favorite at minus one and a half. Their money line at minus 124 in the over-under sitting at 47 and a half. No trends from me in this one o'clock game. Ace, what are you thinking for this matchup? Raiders at Jags. We were just Huff was just talking about loving an over. If I ever loved an over, this was definitely one. Forty-seven, not a lot of points in the way that 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 Raiders defense plays. We've seen them get lit up all year. I think I think they'll be giving up points to Trevor Lawrence, who's looked good. Um, they will, he has a lot of weapons, and Doug Pearson has them playing well down there, and they're at home. But at the same time, I feel like Derek Carr gets the monkey off his back a little bit, and uh, he has to put some points up after getting shut out last week as as a as a heavy favorite. So. They burned me last week, so I don't think I can take the Raiders in this spot. And I do kind of like the Jaguars, but I'm going to take the over here, over 47. Definitely a, one of my favorite plays this week. Yeah, I love the Raiders here. I think this team is – I've been waiting. Like, we keep saying the Packers and the Bucks. when are they going to get their shit together? Last week, the Raiders scored no points. So now they can just score double the amount on this Jaguars team, and this offense hasn't shown the ability to put up points. One and a half point are a favorite going to Jacksonville. I love the Raiders here. I don't know about that logic, Huff. I don't know if it just carries over into the next week, your points. but uh, You're telling Devontae Adams isn't getting a touchdown this week, dude. This team is so due. Like, you play Darren like Moore, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, he, Josh McDaniel. They're not, they're not that good, dude. They're just simply not that good, and they proved it last week. Putting up a donut in a, against, against – I mean, the Saints have a pretty good defense. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, the any Saints team that puts up a – Any team that puts up a defense – or any team, any team that puts up a donut, you're – Come on, you can't you can't have that much going for you, in my opinion. Um, I I I like Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars here. I think they get it done at home, and uh, I I just think the Raiders are so depleted right now. They they had so much they had so much high hopes coming into the season, trying to fight for their for that. Uh, they thought they were going to be in a fight for that division. It's just like you're looking at a two and five record. You know, you're not even beating the the subpar mediocre teams, and I. I don't know. I like, I like uh, Trevor Lawrence at home here. I think I think he gets it done. I think they have a little more going for them than the Raiders do right now. I saw a stat today that Trevor Lawrence has never won a game that he has thrown an interception in, no matter what point of the game it was in. And um, he has the worst win percentage of a quarterback in NFL history through their first 25 starts. Well, the tide's got to turn at some point. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You want know what's gonna be big though. This is an important game for down the stretch because we expect both of these teams to be fighting for 
the division almost, or at least fighting for one of those late wild card spots. So whoever comes out of this big big game for both teams, I think a lot of points fly off the board. That Lawrence stat's interesting, but that the DBs in that defense from the Raiders, I don't think they know how to intercept the ball. So I think he's fine this week. I see a lot of p- points going off the boards though. A lot a lot of good receivers. Not that great of a secondary for either squad. I can see both of these uh, stellar pocket passers having good days. Maybe a pair of three hundred yard passers in this one. Crosby could have a day hunting him down. The ja- and the Jacks have a good offensive line. I mean, they just he has the weapons around him. Etn had a great game last week. Um, Etn is good. Uh, they and they finally traded. Uh, not say finally, like that kid was good for them, but now they're forced to use Etn, and that's really showing them what they should have done the entire time. Um, but they built their stock up on that Robinson kid, shipped him off to New York. Um, now it's the Travis Etn show in uh, Jacksonville, and I think if they want to win games the ball in his hands and take it out of trevor lawrence's hands for sure this will be a fun one to watch i think yeah i agree i think this is going to be a good one to watch that being our final one o'clock game let's move into the four o'clock slate the first game up is the seattle seahawks at the arizona cardinals the cardinals the favorite in this matchup at an even two their money line at a minus 130 Seahawks money line at a plus 110 and the over under at 49 and a half. Not much in the trends for me here. Cardinals the favorite. Mackie, you want to get us going on this one in Arizona? Yeah, this is a weird one. I mean, uh, off the rip, I'm looking at the money right now. Uh, 81% is on Seattle plus two and 72% on their money line. So, obviously, the public loves Seattle here, and for good reason. I mean, they're they're on fire right now. They're on a three-game winning streak. Cardinals don't have anything going for them right now. You know, Cardinals are not a good team to play on their home field. They're actually they're worse in their home field than they are on the road. So, I mean, all signs point to the Seahawks right now, right? But um, I don't know. I, 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 what's up, Ace? I agree with your stat saying that they weren't. I think I brought this up two weeks ago when they last played their home game that they ended up winning in the prime time. The seven in a row or six in a row that they had lost previous to that home win to break the streak were DeAndre Hopkinless Cardinals. And this was the point I wanted to bring up right away. DeAndre Hopkins is back. We can bet on the Cardinals. They're a good team. That division is going to get right. They deserve to get to a playoff spot like they did last, like they came close to last year. So I'd like them with D Hop. But Mac, you can make your point again. I just want to throw that in. Well, that's exactly what I was getting to, is that they now have DeAndre Hopkins back, and he's definitely a decision-maker. You say um, Cardinals are a team that we can bet on again. I, I agree in the, sen- in the sense when you play teams like this. I don't think they're still they're going to be a powerhouse. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team this year. I think they get a, a few more wins against their shittier opponents that they wouldn't win without him. But, um, yeah, this is a game where they can actually win, and I think that his connection with Kyle Murray now and the way that he's playing, just throwing the ball up, and he's – catching everything so uh I, I just think that Seattle doesn't really have anyone on that side of the ball that can even contest with DeAndre Hopkins so I, I um I, I I like I like Arizona here I think they cover this for and I think they get a nice win here yeah this will be a big test for Tariq Woolen defensive back in uh, Seattle I've been pretty high on him all year he's shown uh, the ability to cover some of these elite wide receivers I've uh, given Debo Say name again? Money and cu- Tariq Woolen he's out of, do you know where he's out of no, oh, he's just been a dog all year for the Seattle. Lock he locked up uh Cortland Sutton in that 
first game against um, Broncos. He just, I mean, him, Sertan, like there's a lot of corners I like in the, uh, Sauce Gardner. I sent you guys out today. I think those three are like elite young corners, but um, I'm right there with you guys. I love the Cardinals here. Minus two. I think they win by a field goal on home and we win. Like, yeah. Maybe we can get a, a Cardinals, team Cardinal for once. This is, this is two unit Cardinals territory. Especially with the money. Like, come on. Absolutely. Love the Cardinals. Good stuff out of that first four o'clock game. Seahawks and Cardinals. Let's jump into our next one. I'm semi-excited about this one. I think it's going to be an interesting game. The Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks, the favorite here at minus three. Their money line at minus 146 in the over-under at 42 and a half. Some trends I got for this one are that the Rams are 10-2 and two against the spread in their last 12 games against Tampa Bay, as well as 2-10 and 10 straight up in their last 12 games played in Week 9. Again, 2-10 and 10 straight up, 2-9-1 against the spread in their last 12 played in Week 9. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers have lost six consecutive games against the spread entering their game this week against the Rams. This is the first and only time Brady has lost six consecutive games against the spread since the 2007-2008 season. Also, Brady's 2-6 and six against the spread start is the worst start of his NFL career. Coming into the season, this game was probably looked at to be one of the top five games of the year. And now we're looking at it as a dud. What do you even take on this game? I mean, both teams look like... Sh- Absolutely. Yeah, it's just, both of them are stay away until they get right. I mean, this is a telling game, I guess, because both teams really need it, and it's so much star power on both sides of the ball. I like the I like the Bucks still. I mean, there's just too much talent. The, the injured the injured Matt Stafford is what scares me a lot. He did not want to say that. <laughs> what? Huh? He said Bucks so hesitantly. You were like, I like the Bucks. <laughs> I'm not betting this game. <laughs> Dude, I mean, do Bucks? I should think the Bucks won that division. I mean, yeah, they're only a game out right now, and obviously they're the they're the best team in the division when when playing to the best of their ability. Dude, they need that they need that win last week, and they they, they play like shit. They have all I mean, year. So, so Omar, the Omar and the Ravens. Ravens. Omar and the Ravens are a little better than, or I could trust them a little more than the Rams. Uh, Stafford and the Rams right now, but uh, still, I don't, I, I, I don't. I don't think they they win this game. I don't think they beat any decently good teams. They just don't look like a good good team at all, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. It's it's, it's this game's going to be interesting though. It's definitely going to be a game I watch. One thing I think we've kind of strayed away from that we might want to get back to is Cooper Cup. I mean, he's one of the best receivers in the league too, and he always eats. So, there's a chance he misses this game. What did you say? There's a chance he misses this game. He got injured late last week in their in their matchup. Oh, I did see that. Is that with the turf? People complaining about the turf with that injury? Um, I forget what his actual injury is. I'm gonna see if I can find it here real quick. Um, but yeah, I saw I, I have him in fantasy. I saw he was listed as questionable. I didn't see the exact like I said, what the injury is being classified as. I'm gonna see if I can pull it up on the score app right now, but um Without him, I don't. I don't see how much they can create offense, especially uh, even without Shaq Barrett for the year. That that Bucks defense is so good. Like, honestly, I don't. I don't. I don't know how. This is ankle. Yeah, 
I, I bet you he suits up. He likes to play through it. But I, I like the Bucks in this spot, hesitantly not betting it myself until either team shows their true colors. Yeah, I certainly I can't, I can't take the Rams without Cup if he doesn't play. I just don't think you can bet on this game right now. It's so just two teams that just you, you have no idea what's, what's, what they're going to go out there and do. They just look awful. Cup still looks good. Cup did Cup not is the only player in, this, in either of these games that look good. Cup, uh, L- Lenny's looked okay. Yeah, maybe. Cup did not maybe practice today, but I mean, he's one of the best receivers in the league. He could not practice all week and play on Sunday. So, I'm with both of you. I-, I can't even give a pick on this game. I don't even want my name attached to this game, like my opinion. Uh, I will watch it, though, because whoever wins this game could have a potential to get into the playoffs. And if either team gets in, I wouldn't want to see them if I'm the Eagles. Yeah, like that thing. Yeah, yeah, if one of these teams gets hot, if you know, if one of them makes the playoffs, they're going to do well. All right, that wraps up our four o'clock slate. Let's move into the Sunday primetime game: the Tennessee Titans at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are our favorite here at minus twelve and a half. Another pretty high spread. The money line sitting at minus six fifty, and the over under at forty six and a half. The trends I got for this one are the Titans have covered five in a row, but did nothing at the trade deadline. The Chiefs are one and five against the spread in their last six games against the Titans. And the Titans are one and eight straight up and two and seven against the spread in their past nine as the double digit dog. What do we think is going to happen here? Ace, you want to run this one for us? I. Oh, Mackie. Yeah, I, I remember when Mackey dropped the first 3U play of the year. It was on Travis Kelsey touchdown. I feel like he hasn't been finding the end zone as much as he should. And in the prime time, we know Patrick Mahomes loves to eat. So does Kelsey. They added Kadarius Tony, so I, I'm eager to see. I know Andy Reid said he's going to uh, ease him into the roster. I believe they picked up – um, no, is it just Tony that they picked up at the deadline? Yeah. But either way, Pacheco's come onto the scene. Then they have a plethora of running backs with McKinnon and Edwards Hilaire. I, I like the Chiefs to roll in this. Not going to touch the points. Definitely going to be a, a prop game. I love my Mahomes and Kelsey props. Those are two of the most uh, – that's probably the best duo in the league. Obviously, people always think wide receiver, quarterback, but receiver, tight ends a receiver, receiver and quarterback, Demi Patrick, Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey. In the prime time, they're going to light up. Mahomes is going to go for 300-plus, and Kelsey is going to go for his catch prop, yard prop, and touchdown. So I'm going to be looking there. Um I don't know what you guys are thinking, but yeah, 12 and a half is just way too many points for me. But I like Mahomes to roll, definitely. Maybe a team total, uh, Chiefs, obviously. I definitely agree. Yeah, a team total is something that I was looking at as well. I don't know how high it's going to be, but uh, I think I, this Titans defense just isn't very good. And you know, obviously, you know, the Chiefs offense rules. So I think this is a prop game. I think it's definitely uh, looking at touchdown props, receiving yards, rushing yards, whatever. Um, I just think the, char- uh, the, the Chiefs eat this game. Titans are 5 and 2, but I think they're more of a. A fake five and two. I don't really know about about um them really being contenders this year, especially in, is Malik Willis going to be a quarterback this this, this game? Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Who's that quarterback this week? Malik Willis. Malik Willis is that quarterback. Is is okay, what's Willis. his name still hurt? Questionable, but I've heard they're. I I want them to go with Malik Willis here. He did. He he combined for a total of a hundred yards on offense last week. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think that uh he has it in him to uh even contend in this game. I really like the Chiefs spread if uh, Malik Willis is playing quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. 
Uh, what was I going to say? Derek Henry touched on that. I'm going to look at that, too. He's going to get the ball early and often. We know that. So, besides yeah. Kelsey and Mahomes, Henry in the primetime, King Henry, I could see him getting in, definitely. I don't eat the Titans spread here. I like it. I think if this goes to 13, I think I might be taking the Titans plus the 13. Sunday night football, I know last week we saw the Packers backdoor cover a 10.5 point spread as an underdog, losing the game outright. I think Aaron Rodgers. Dude, I, I know, but well, I'm telling the league you. league Willis. It spreads in primetime. I'm telling you, Bears last week, uh, Steelers last Sunday night football. This week, both underdogs hit, Browns and Packers. Like, dude, I'm telling you, these primetime underdogs are back. I'll take the Titans. Hey, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I like the 13 points, and that money line is probably crazy. Maybe even something to throw a half unit on if you're feeling confident in it, but – I I I love I love. I, love beating, I don't think they beat Mahomes in Kansas City. I think they just keep it close. They're yeah, really, uh, Chiefs in the prime down. time, they're gonna roll. I think there's a lot of points from both sides, though. I think that Henry could get in twice. Honestly, I say Derrick Henry two touchdowns. Uh, Malik Willis runs one in. Yeah, first career in the prime time. You hear that? But I still think it's just the 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 the, the passing game from Kansas City is just too much for that that offense, even with Tannehill. I think the spread's only going to get bigger, so I'm going to wait until Sunday. Definitely going to be a prop game for me. I'll, I might have four plays on this game. I love betting Chiefs props, Mahomes, Kelsey, and everybody loves the King. So be looking out on the, for the card for those plays. Good. All righty, that's going to do it for our Sunday primetime game. Let's jump into the Monday primetime game. We got the Baltimore Ravens at the New Orleans Saints. The Ravens are our favorite here at minus two and a half. Their money line is sitting at minus 138 in the over under, sitting at 48 and a half. Here on FanDuel, I see that 78% of the money is on Baltimore spread. And with that, the trends I have are the Ravens are 14-3 and straight up in their last 17 non-conference games, as well as 5-12 and against the spread in their last 17 games as the favorite. The Saints are 2-9 and against the spread in their last 11 Monday night games, as well as 2-9 and straight up in their last 11 games as the underdog. What do we think here? Some interesting trends to think about. Get your brain moving. 78% of the money on Ravens spread here on FanDuel. Huff, what do you think? I don't know because I just said my take about the Sunday night and Monday night underdogs have kind of been hitting. And I They've been betting them, if not on the card, off the card, most of them. I didn't take the Packers. I did have the Browns. Uh, last week I had the Steelers and I think the Monday night game, Bears. Yeah, so um, I don't know if I can go against it here. I, I think this is a weird game. A lot of money on the Ravens. Saints plus three. I don't like it at all. At all. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on the I'm on the opposite side of you here, Huff. I mean, the 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 Ravens just did this in prime time a week ago. They'd be a better team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think, than the uh, than the New Orleans Saints. But that Saints defense at home, Mackie said it earlier, with the way they played last week and shut out the Raiders. I know that the that Lamar Jackson and the uh, Ravens are a whole different beast. But I, I like I like the Ravens a lot here in this spot. It's it's this is a spot for them. Two and a half points is not a lot. Lamar Jackson, I like the under here with the way these two teams play. I think uh, the Ravens' defense has kind of played poorly this year, but they pick it up a little bit. And then with with Lamar Jackson, I'm taking two and a half points for sure, especially against this Andy Dalton led team. Um, what do you got? What are you, what are you thinking, Mackie? I think it's yeah, a I'm kind of, I'm, yeah, exactly. It definitely could be a trap game because you know Lamar Jackson and the Ravens should definitely be more than two and a half point favorites in my opinion. It should be a five games. and a half point spread. But I just think, dude, I, I, the only thing is that going into New Orleans and playing against that defense, their defense is very good at home, like Ace said. We just saw them uh, shut out the Las Vegas Raiders. But I don't know. I feel like the Ravens are getting things going. I think Lamar Jackson is definitely getting things going. They're coming off two nice wins. Um, obviously, anytime you beat Tom Brady, it's a nice win. Um, they struggled a bit in the beginning of the season. They should they should probably be 7-1 and one right now. They've Few games that they that they lost that they definitely should have won. Um, I I just think at, at their best potential, this team is one of the best teams in the league, and I think they've showed they can be one of the best teams in the league. I agree with so that one hundred percent. I I won't be putting my money on it because they fucked me too many times. Excuse my language, but I I do think they definitely cover uh, two and a half points here against this team, the Saints team. Yeah, Mac, I agree with you. We were so high on them. We had my brother on the pod at the beginning of the season. We're all riding the, the, the Ravens. I think this is the best team they've had. Defense is definitely underperformed. A lot of potential here, and I think they, they get it right back-to-back primetime games on the road. Take care of that weak NFC South. They're, they're way too good of a team not to. Um, I do like a slow-paced game here, a lot of running from both sides. So I'm, I'm, I'm liking Bucks, uh, Ravens in the under. Three and the Ravens are three, four, and one against the spread, and the Saints are three and five. But the Saints three covers, I believe, are all on their home field. Look at who those covers are against, though. I think the Raiders, Raiders, yeah, those offenses are nothing like the Lamar. Lamar Jackson, even when your defense is playing great, can create offense. You know, you're high on the Raiders. They just shut down that offense. I think the the Ravens are a whole different beast, though. Like they, you, you've said they've shut down pocket passers. I think Lamar is a different beast. You don't think the Ravens' offense? They have no, no receivers. Yeah, exactly. I think Lamar himself it, when he wins football games, you know. Yeah. Okay. He's an athlete. He's MVP. Well, he doesn't win football games because he blew a game against the Dolphins. He blew a game against the Bills, and he lost to the New York Football Giants. So. Yeah, that's, Barely, that's his though. biggest problem. That's his biggest problem this year is uh, is winning football games that he should be winning. So, so maybe we should take the Ravens in the first half now. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely more it's looking to be more profitable. I, 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 I think they win this game. I, I definitely do. And I was just saying that to be a dick. I, I do love Lamar Jackson. I love this Ravens team. But uh, yeah, him closing out games has hasn't been as easy as it should have been this year. So, um, this this could. I think it's a better game than we think it's going to be, but I do think he covers a two and a half point spread. Definitely, uh, it could even be by the foot of Justin Tucker. We know, we know how, um, how he's how he is. So, what was I going to say? Tuppies. Yeah, that's that's two things I'd like to kick. Is you have the best kicker in the NFL in a dome. You have Lamar Jackson, who's an X factor, and then you in have a, a weak you have a weak uh, Saints Saints offense. Um, 
I think you the king. I think I don't know about you guys, but I think that the Ravens are the best team in the AFC North, and I think that the AFC South is the worst division, or the NFC South is the worst division in the NFL. So I think they should be able to handle business here. My theory. What about the NFC East? Oh, Mackie, it's about because you just said that. I saw something I saved on Instagram. I'm tell you about the NFC East. 23-8, and eight, if that's what you're referring to. That's their record. So the 23 wins by the NFC East so far this season are the most combined wins in a single division through Week 8 since division realignment in 2002. Wow. Okay. I'm even coming from a Cowboys fan. Look at the look at the strength of schedule. It's actually pretty hilarious how bad the teams are that all of us play, dude. It's like insane. We all have the you guys easiest play schedules the same ever. Divisions. Well, on, on the, in the AFC, yeah, but yeah, you we we play different teams in the NFC. Yeah, but yeah you're right. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane the strength of schedule. And it doesn't dude, get Hurts, any harder. Dude, look at Jalen Hurts' quarterbacks. He has to play the hardest ones. He has one against Aaron Rodgers, a shitty Packers team this year, and then he has Dak. The rest is like Ryan Tannehill. Well, he beat, um, he beat the DeAndre Hopkins-less Cardinals, so that's not a real team. Yeah, it's a poverty team without DeAndre Hopkins. The Cardinals in that game, they should have won that game. They're spread, so I hit, but... But yeah, no, going to be a good Ravens. football. Ravens and Monday Night Football. My exact card, obviously our Sunday and Monday cards are the most likely to change from this podcast, but that's what I'm leaning. Definitely check our socials for those plays because we always load it up on the primetime for you. Yeah, I think that. Fact. Yeah, I think that's just gonna. I, I think that's just gonna uh, just about do it. Here this week, week nine, and here in the NFL, lots of good stuff coming from us. Ace said it. Look out for our picks here on social media, Instagram, Twitter, etc. That's all I got, boys. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah, pleasure, pleasure, pleasure talking these football games. A lot of good matchups this week. We got a lot of teams on the buys, so um, a lot of the stuff we talked about. You can apply to your betting, you can apply to your fantasy football lineups. I know a lot of people are in a pinch, so definitely check it out and and uh, let us know what you think on the social media. All right. I don't have to say anything. Okay. Yo, so Jesse, I have an hour and sixteen. All right, Um, I'm going to try to pull it here from Audacity then. And that's going to do it for us this week on Hit the Books Podcast. Thank you for all the support week in and week out. Please be sure to share and check out our various social media platforms and check out our website. All the info is located in our link tree in the description below. And always remember to hit the books. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.